Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in with us once again this week. It is our 10th episode and you are listening to T and Tights, the great British wrestling podcast, because we are a great British wrestling podcast. We are. Jo- I am joined today. I am your host. I am Andrew Moore. I am joined by the T-shirt champion of the world, Daniel Allen. How are you doing? Big Daddy I Dan. am very, very good, thank you. And I have been spreading the wrestling T-shirt love this week. I have just got a wonderful Mustache Mountain T-shirt, taking advantage of WWE's 50% off during any pay-per-view, any Saturday, any day-ending-in-Y offer that they tend to do for my son, and he is over the moon. I have also ordered some yeah. Christmas present T-shirts as well. Ooh. I hope I'm very nice. those. I also have a dog yeah. that's barking like fury to go out, so I'm going to let you chat amongst yourselves for a minute. No, yep, no worries. <laughs> uh, and of course, I am joined back this week with a vengeance. He's the tribal chief of the big fat geeks. He's Stephen Salden. How are you? I'm okay. Did you miss me? We did. Did you listen to the episode? I did. There I think I messaged go. you about it. You I did. was. I was. Wasn't <laughs> impressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lies. Oh. We we we, we no. spoke so highly of you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Doubting me. Could <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. this be have something to do with your third pick? My first pick. Your third pick. Trent Seven. He's. <laughs> hey, hang on, hang on. Right, right. He's definitely my first pick. But who was my second? Uh... Right, Joseph Connors took you first, and then you went for Mastiff, and then you think you switched to, to Trent prior no, I to switched to Mastiff. <laughs> prior to uh, what did you think of last week's episode, anyway? Um, yeah, I think I I I, I did do notes for it. I just never got around to getting up. <laughs> so Rampage arrived, didn't he? That was all good. Um, Great debut from uh, Rampage. Uh, Strong and dominant, yeah. what you want to see from him. Yeah, oh, yeah, Eddie Dennis in full control of the hunt. It was a good little video. That was. Yeah. yeah Eddie was, um, in looking good as always. In fact, mm-hmm. looking better than the hunt. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, is it Dar versus Akid? Am I? Where's that the week before? Someone stole a page out of my book. <laughs> I think uh, you also place, missed yeah. in the Zaya Brookside. Oh yes, with the knee, with yeah. Nina and her knee. That yes, was weird. That's yeah, Nina bad knee. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get that. I couldn't understand what was going on there. What they were trying to evoke. Like you, I think you guys said that it looked, was Zaya Brookside about to turn heel and batter her, but yeah, I don't know. It was a very strange one, that was. Yeah. Well, uh, for such a small dog, she pisses like a racehorse. <laughs> <laughs> That's his dog, oh. and none of the competitors that we were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just what make was the that last short dog in WWE? <laughs> Not including the big last... dog. Was it Fifi that used to come out with um, the French tag team? Uh, 
yes, because uh, they were they went a little bit longer than the Bulldogs into the latter periods of the eighties. Because other than that, it was the Bulldogs' Matilda or Pharaoh. Or Pharaoh, no the first okay. wrestling dog with his own T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I am lost. I. Why, why can I not remember wrestling dogs? Was it in the 80s? Because we found out that my memory of the 80s is shocking. <laughs> Which is odd, because you made a comment about vast quantities of drug abuse in the 80s in our other podcast, which is... The Big Fat Geek Week. The Big Fat yeah. Geek Week. Yeah, um, I, I, just clarify, you're saying that I did not have a drug problem in the 80s. Because in the 80s, I was, I was between the ages of naught and eight. <laughs> Nobody had a drug problem in the 80s, because in the 80s, it was really easy to get hold of everything. Yeah. As can be well, viewed, if you watch most WWE from the 80s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, the British Bulldogs used to come out with a bulldog called Matilda. Yes. And La Resistance used to come out with a um, French poodle. With their referee <laughs> Frenchy. I think even at some point, the Miz had a dog that he came out with, didn't he? Did he? Sure. Me. I'll, I'll have a Google while we're chatting. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty high. I, I'm, yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> I don't remember the Miz. And uh, Pharaoh is uh, Cody Rhodes, the newly yes. Cody Rhodes once more. Yes, he's got his name back, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's none of what we're here to talk about to you today. No. We're here to talk to you <laughs> about great British wrestling because this is a great British wrestling podcast and we love the art of great British wrestling. Uh, the unfortunate fact of the matter is, is there really isn't huge amount of news in the UK currently because, as we've mentioned previously on shows... We are now on our second lockdown, even during our first lockdown, during the after following the speaking out movements, many companies had already stated that they wouldn't be coming back till 2021. And we're following the second uh, lot of lockdown that we're currently in. It's just every company is just a let's just wait till 2021. We'll come back. We'll be bigger. We'll be stronger. We'll be better. Hope so. As Darth Punk would say. Yes. But there is one company other than WWE and NXT UK that we can actually talk to you about. <clears throat> uh, one company that has run a series of, uh, well, series five uh, events since the original and first lockdown and following speaking out movement i am referring to rev pro wrestling uh, based out of london and yeah uh, earlier this year they started the epic encounters series uh this obviously started with epic encounters one if you just give me a minute i will find out when it first uh, started because I don't have that information directly in front of me <laughs> for some strange reason. Well, Epic Encounters 1 that I watched earlier this week, um, and it is available for any of us to watch for free, because RevPro are doing a brilliant deal, which we did talk about last week, where you can watch their on-demand service for free for two weeks. 
And then it goes to eight ninety nine a month, a pound cheaper than WWE, and with almost as many wrestling companies that you can watch. Indeed. What are those companies, Daniel? Those companies are, you swine. <laughs> um, they are RevPro. <laughs> RevPro. Southside Wrestling. Yep. They are Bar Wrestling. Yep. OTT Wrestling. Indeed. There is also um, Extreme Canadian Championship Wrestling. Um, there is, I finally got onto the line. Well, everything's extreme in Canada. Yeah, cold, extremely cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other I'm ones are AAW Pro, Chaotic Wrestling, um, which has got some of um, Tommaso Ciampa's early work, amongst others. Um, Defy Wrestling. Sorry, it's Elite Canadian Championship Wrestling. Then Elite Wrestling Entertainment, Glory Pro, High Spots Network has a load of their interviews with people. Um, Championo Italiano de Wrestling, ICW, which is confusing. IWL, the International Wrestling League. Over the Top Wrestling On Demand is on there. Primary Premier Wrestling Experience is on there. Rev Pro, obviously. Rise, Developing Tomorrow's Women's Athletes, they're on there. Swerve City Podcasts. World Wrestling All-Stars, and Wrestletopia. That's a lot of wrestling entertainment for just such a low, low price of eight, no, 99 And no, up. we are not a paid shill. <laughs> not we yet. want to be, though. <laughs> we do want to be, yes. <laughs> pay us and we will say good stuff about your wrestling promotion. <laughs> Don't pay us, and we'll still pay you good stuff about your wrestling promotion. Yeah, that's true. As long as it's good. Yes, Indeed. exactly. Okay. I just need to pray that, that Kenneth Hartley isn't one of the people that makes these decisions. So the Epic Encounters <laughs> series, it did kick off uh, back in August, on the 23rd of August, and uh, it had some really great matches on it. It had some phenomenal matches on it. Uh, it introduced me to some new people. Uh, there was a few people who I did know. There were a lot of people who who are world class and just some great wrestling all around. Uh, on the card was Robbie X versus Connor Mills. Uh, Brendan White in his first match of the series against Kenneth Halfpenny. Oh, Dan Maloney versus Callum Newman. Aaliyah James versus Bobby Tyler, Kyle Fletcher, and Ricky Knight Jr. versus Michael Oku and Will Ospreay, and Giselle Shaw versus Jamie Hayter. I've got to say, I was introduced to some wrestlers I wasn't as familiar with, and I'm really, really glad I did. <laughs> um, Connor Mills, brilliant. Um, he had Mad Kurt in his corner, who we've talked about before. Mad Kurt's Twitter game um, is, is mad fantastic. <laughs> um, Robbie X, R Robbie X is, you think he's older than he is because he's been wrestling for so damn long. Um, he's brilliant. Callum Newman, for me, has somebody who I'd never heard of prior to watching Epic Encounters 1 and his match with Dan Maloney. Don't get me wrong, the poor lad gets battered by Dan Maloney, 
but he sure put in a good effort. <laughs> now, I, I wrote down notes on some of the matches. Callum Newman's one with Dan Maloney. I've written Newman so fast that the camera can't keep up and neither can I. Um, There's a Callum reason Newman. he's called the Prince of Pace. Yeah, and it's a bloody accurate description. Um, go out of your way to watch this, and in later matches, there's a four-way that he has uh, Epic Encounters 5, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a little bit. He's he's the future of Britress, without a doubt. I see that you skipped the Brendan White-Kenneth Halfpenny match. Oh, I... I... Oh, well, that's because I hadn't finished le- listing off the uh, matches. I No, I did say. I'm sure I said... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he did. You didn't talk I about did it. Did yeah. Uh, so back to uh, so match one. Robbie X defeated Connor Mills with Mad Kurt in the corner. As I say, he is excellent. He is the excellence of execution. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's Robbie X, and as you say, for somebody who's still so young, it seems like he's been around for so long, and he's a phenomenal athlete and a phenomenal wrestler. And to have somebody as young as he is working as a veteran for a company like this, it only helps the younger lads like Connor Mills, like Callum Newman. I liked very much. There was an absolutely stunning takedown. Um, they went for the classic um, test of strength at the beginning. Um, hands up in the air, interlock fingers. And then Colin Mills just drop kicked, while still holding the hands, drop kicked the legs out from underneath. Probably yes. It's brilliant. Clever. Yeah. Uh, next up was the Brendan White um, picked up his first win in the Kenneth Halfpenny series. I know you're not a big one, huge fan of the the Epic Encounters Five matchup. I'm still a fan of both of these guys. It may be a bit more beefy brawler wrestle style compared to the young. Athletic cruiserweight technical ooh, classics. No, these aren't your type of guys. Kenneth Halfpenny, I think, has a lot of technical skill. Brendan White is just a big Welsh bear, and he doesn't have to be technically sufficient. He just needs to be able to smack you. Halfpenny did hit a beautiful blockbuster from the middle rope. Um, it was really impressive. White one with a sidewalk slam. Great move for a guy of his size. I just, I, I, I don't mind watching big beefy men knock seven shades of out of each other. Um, any match with Walter in, generally, I will enjoy. But <laughs> yeah. I still argue that these two guys look like two dads in a pub car park knocking seven shades out of each other. They're part of the contenders series. They're still young. <laughs> they don't look I would, young. I would just like to. <laughs> I'd just like to quote Big E here from the New Day podcast when he says he likes watching big men slapping meat. And um, obviously he got ridiculed for it. But yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? It's just big guys smacking meat. meat. Yeah. No, I'm still, I still like the classic 80s slap meat uh, wrestling. And I think these two yeah. are 
embody that uh, type of spirit. And as I say, not every... I like it when matches are like this are on the card because they break up the every match is the same. Yes, it makes everybody else look better. Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> I don't agree with him. I think Kenneth Halfpenny is a superstar in the making. Tell you what, we ain't going to be paid shields. You keep talking like that, man. <laughs> That's all right because the next match will totally make up for it because I will put Dan over Maloney Callum Newman and Callum Dan Maloney. Maloney hugely. Indeed, and they should be. Yeah, they are. Callum Newman is going to go to Japan, make huge amounts of money, become absolutely massive, have a few shows on AEW if he chooses to, and the world will be his oyster. He's got a great mentor in Will, Will Ospreay. It's not a great mentor in how to treat people in life, but a great mentor in uh, the fact that Will Ospreay is a phenomenal in-ring competitor, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best high flyers. And Callum Newman, at 17 years old, very much reminds me of Will Ospreay in his early 20s. So, yeah, this guy's destined to go out to Japan at some point and compete on the uh, Super Juniors. Definitely. I wonder if he'll follow the body transformation that Will Ospreay has undergone in the last few little. Um, well, this was the first time, well, it wasn't number five, it was the first time, but this is the first time we saw the transformation that Ospreay's gone through, really, in the UK scene. And he looks amazing um he has the heavyweight look now um i i can see him becoming um a new japan heavyweight champion yeah uh i think that is definitely within the cards with uh possibly even by the end of the year in the end of uh well not this year end of 2020 or 21 end of the year that counts yeah uh <laughs> He's got the phenomenal match to come up against Kazuchika Okada at this year's Wrestle Kingdom. That's just going to be such a great match. It's going to be a long match. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I can't say enough good things about Callum Newman. And Dan Maloney is somebody who has immensely impressed me as of late, not in the NXT UK system anymore. Now I said some not I said I wasn't that bothered about Maloney before. I was wrong, completely wrong, having watched some more of his independent stuff. Um he has improved dramatically. Um yeah, really good. Love the driller. Yeah, as I say his NXT UK stuff obviously was never given a any run with whatsoever they rarely used him and if they did use him he's usually in the enhancement talent role he's still a very young man uh as you know same age i believe he was in the world of sport um relaunch wasn't he i don't believe Maloney was part of the world of sport was he I'm not 100% sure bobby tyler next up was Aaliyah james defeating bobby tyler and this was my first introduction to seeing Aaliyah James. And wow. I went because you hear the commentators tell you that this was their own uh, 30 off odd match or 
basically, and um, there's not many matches she's had, and the comment commentators make light of this regularly, and you wouldn't know it. No, you wouldn't. She was great. Her split-legged moonsault, um, fantastic. Um, really great. Great move. And great to see her on NXT UK now. Yeah. I, um, I, I predict 2021 will be a breakout year for her. I think you are right. Uh, Bobby Tyler is uh, very good. Uh, she's... Got a great character. Uh, I loved her attitude. Uh, she was very technical uh, wrestler. That there was she. She locks in a submission hold at one point, which I can only describe it as like half STF, half stretch muffler, half arm lock, half. It was it. It's just twists and ties Aaliyah's body up. It, it, it was it, it was a pretzel. <laughs> it was a pretzel. That that is it. The the pretzel. She locked in the pretzel, uh, mm. and it, that's a fantastic move. Um, and she um one with a corner roll into a bridge. She did, uh, Aaliyah James. Yeah. Uh, tag title, uh, tag team match. Sorry, not tag team title match. Yeah, it was just no Kyle Fletcher and Ricky Knight Jr. versus defeated Michael Oko and Will Ospreay with Ricky Knight Jr. pinning Will Ospreay, which sets up Epic Encounters five. I reacted to this in possibly the most excited way I've reacted to a wrestling thing in years. When I saw Osprey run up Ricky Knight Jr. and do the move that Huang used to do in Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> and do it perfectly. I literally shouted out and then turned the screen around and showed Amy, my wife, and it was just like, how the hell did he do that? It was amazing. The uh, Almost like a he kicks his leg off their chest, does the backflip, and then lands the insecurity, doesn't he? It's just awesome. Just amazing to see, especially now that he carries all that weight on him as well. Mm. You know, this isn't the days of when he was under 200 pounds and looked like every other cruiserweight. He is now a fully-fledged heavyweight and he's still doing cruiserweight shit. Yeah. Uh, in the main events was oh, a... One, one more thing. Oh, sorry. Me. Go for it. Carl Fletcher. Mm, the Aussie Arrow. The Aussie Arrow, um, he wrestles like a big man should. Mm. Um, he's doing power moves. He's not trying to do all the high-flying stuff. He is there to spot people. He is doing exactly what a big man wrestler should. And you don't see that anymore because nowadays the, the, the bigger guys are doing all the high-flying as well. I'm sounding like bloody Jim Cornette. And he started out as a cruiserweight as well. Not Jim Cornette? No, Carl Fletcher. <laughs> Yeah, you're mind blown, isn't it? Yes. Kyle Fletcher, uh, again, was a similar stature to. Madco? Yeah. To be honest. Well, he's yeah. Definitely eating all the pies then. Jamie Hayter and Giselle Shaw. Um, uh, Giselle Shaw picked up the win there. Yeah, Jamie Hayter's great. Um, really is great. And. Giselle Shaw is very, very good as well. Um, 
Giselle Shaw said, bitch. And then, and then Jamie Hayter said, bitch. I know that Jamie Hayter had that one-off match in NXT UK against Piper Niven back in 2019. I, I would love to see her come in and just absolutely take over the women's division. Yeah. I mean, she could. She's really, really good. And uh, she, she has that ability. Uh, but I think she's, she's really happy over in uh, Stardom World. Yeah. Although yeah. she didn't travel back out with Priestley recently that I'm aware of. I haven't seen her come up on my Stardom Twitter feed. I don't know. So I'm just going to... But there we go. Uh, the second Epic Encounters was September, September the 13th. Uh, it started off with Mark Haskins defeating JJ Gale. Haskins is one of those British wrestlers that um, has really managed to go and transcend and transcend, transcend um, go all over the world, do very, very well for himself. Yeah, currently working uh, uh, with ROH, or would be if he could travel over to America and work with ROH. <laughs> uh, but uh, so right now he's free for the Rev Pro shows. <laughs> Rev Pro have done really well with these shows. Um, grabbing people and giving them an opportunity to earn some money because let, let's not forget it is a business these guys are independent contractors yeah. <laughs> they do need the earning um and yeah well done to ref pro for giving them that opportunity and then uh jj gale uh again another one of the young contenders division S- smaller than uh, half penny and white uh much more of a crew to weight type frame He's again. He's going to be something uh, special to watch out for, and uh, he's now tag teaming with Callum Newman in the uh, Epic Account to the Five. Yeah. Uh, so Brendan White uh, defeated Halfpenny in the second out of their series of matches. I preferred this one. It was three minutes shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then it was Dan Maloney defeating Joel Redman. Yeah, uh, Joel Redman, uh, great look, good wrestler, uh, been a bit of a journeyman. He has, hasn't he? British wrestling, but uh, he he's still a very skilled wrestler, very accomplished wrestler. He great was... speed. For his size. He was the WWE development um, uh, crew from 2012 to 2014. Mm. So, well, you can understand the interest because, as I say, he's got a great look about him. Uh, mm. So, if they couldn't capitalize on it back then, I don't know what they're what <laughs> they were doing because he had a great match against Dan Maloney. He came up on the short end, but it was still a great match. Uh, Will Ospreay took on and defeated his uh, young Padawan, Callum Newman. And Awado Tai, B. Priestley, and Jamie Hayter defeated Aaliyah James and Giselle Shaw. Who worked together very well. They did, in very, they did indeed. A uh, little bit of a help from Zoe Lucas and Bobby Tyler, though. Well, only a little bit. 
only a little bit. You know, they had to deal with Aaliyah. <laughs> Aaliyah James. Uh, Rev Pro, Cruiserweight title, and the South... Uh... Southside Wrestling Speed King title. Thank you. Uh, I yes. saw the Speed King tournament in Bedford a few years ago. Um, always good fun to watch. Uh, so Michael Oku versus Ricky Knight Jr. Michael Oku uh, won the match thanks to a little help from his friend Connor, Connor Mills. Michael Oku, half man, half rubber ball. Yeah, he 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 can bump and he can bounce and he can he can move. He's, he uh, he had a breakout year in 2019 uh, with some great. Matches throughout the year, lots of different companies, lots of different promotions, and again, somebody who will, in the next few years, be a leader on the British scene. I hope he does well. I struggle. Yeah, size-wise, he's like Rockstar Spud. He's going to have to rely a lot on his personality as well as his speed because. I, I do struggle sometimes um, to suspend my disbelief. Mm. Um, and, and with Michael Oku, I, I, I would struggle to suspend he my disbelief is, when he goes against anybody of size. He's very on the slight side. He's very much too akin to Leo Rush, I guess. I, I, he's skinnier than Leo Rush. Probably is actually. Uh, yeah, he he doesn't have much to him at all. I'm sure he'll uh, hopefully put on some weight in the next couple of years. Uh, I'm sure he could still knock seven shades out of me, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mad Kurt versus defeated Gideon Gray in a, a classic technical style matchup with <laughs> all of Mad Kurt's. Crazy shenanigans thrown on top. Mad Kurt is, he, he's been reminding me, and I've said this before of Grado, um, he is using his personality fantastically um, to come through. Yes, he can back it up. He's got a lot of technical skill, um, but now he seems to be changing from focusing on his skill to focusing on his character. Mm. And I love it. Yeah, no, uh, me too. Uh, I, I wasn't sure about it, but it, it's won me over. And you can't ask any other less from a gimmick than it, for it to win over the people it's trying to win over. People like us, wrestling fans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> singles match. Oh, actually, no. I think we're going to have to pause this at the end of this one and go on to our NXT UK and then continue our breakdown of Rev Pro next week because we are running low on time. I was beginning to realise that, yeah. I was actually... Uh, yeah, that's fine because it means I get to, you know, watch more Rev Pro next week. people more next week and um, just <laughs> other fantastic wrestlers. We've still got a couple of matches to go from this one. We uh, do indeed. Bobby Tyler and Zoe Lucas... Well, sorry, Bobby Tyler with Zoe Lucas because she needs to have someone to carry her sparkly golf club. Of course. Defeated and Jamie Hater um, with B Priestley in her corner. In, uh, another great match. Uh, this match basically sets up the Epic Encounters 5 match as well as uh, earning Bobby Tyler a shot at the Rev Pro Women's Championship coming up. 
uh, December 6th. Indeed. We'll tell you more about later. We then had Kenneth Halfpenny defeating Brendan White for the first time in their best of five match series. I thought this was the best match of the series. I found this match much more entertaining than any of the others. I really like the uh, use of the turnbuckle pad. What they <laughs> did there was uh, something I hadn't seen before. And just, it, yeah, it, it looks so effective and so smart. And it's, I can't believe nobody else has done it. I'm sure they probably have. It uh, was good to see. I'd never right. seen it. And it was very clever. And then we move on from the sublime, no, from the ridiculous to the sublime, actually. The wonderful, the fantastic, the amazing Aaliyah James with, in her corner, the driller, Dan Maloney. <laughs> and she embarrasses Zoe Lucas in 20 seconds. 20 seconds. There's a joke there. But I'm gonna be polite. I can embarrass <laughs> myself in that moment. In fact, uh, yes, Ricky we'll move Knight it on. Jr. defeated Connor Mills. <laughs> uh, the next match, uh, Ricky Knight Jr. managed to get some revenge for Connor Mills, costing him the uh, matchup in the earlier round, in the earlier yeah. event, Epic Encounters Frick Two. And then we have a Rev Pro undisputed British heavyweight title match between the champion Will Ospreay with Callum Newman. Against Kyle Fletcher. Big beefy men slapping me. <laughs> yes. Uh, to think three years ago, this would not have been two big beefy men slapping me. This would have been two cruiserweights uh, darting around the ring. And it's great to see. They were still darting around the ring. Yes, they um, were. They could still ma- they can still get a bit of pace for their uh, weight. They do, and I, I still like the fact that Carl Fletcher is wrestling as a big guy. Um, but that's just, you know, because I like big, sweaty men. Yeah. Well, even before he was, uh, as even at a slimmer size, he wasn't one of these real flippy, flippy uh, cruiserweights. He had a much more subdued moveset. <laughs> Uh, but Will Ospreay retained his title in a really, really great match. Yeah, fantastic match. Great, great match. So let's bring Stephen back in and move on to NXT. UK. That's all good. It just felt like last week. <laughs> <laughs> Me listening. <laughs> good. Hopefully we won't repeat ourselves too much. <laughs> No, 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 I didn't mean it for that. No, 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 I know what you mean. On to NXT UK then. Yes. I am going to celebrate NXT UK by eating... Amarillo Sherry. A yogurt. A yogurt. Which with a beard is quite dangerous. I look like an extra from a dodgy German film. (laughs) That leads us into the uh, first match of the night, which uh, contained... Misty Yogurt himself, <laughs> Joe Coffee, and uh, Sam Gradwell. Yep. I, I did love the second coming jacket 
Um, I don't know yeah. if you saw the back of Sam Crabwell's jacket. Yeah, I saw that second coming. Yeah. Yes. Um, second coming with a picture of some buildings which happen to look slightly phallic. I was, it looked like the Blackpool Tower. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like some form of large erection, I must admit. Yes. Yeah, they got well, 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 well. NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like that um, Nigel McGuinness said that Gravwell looks like Theon uh, Greyjoy from uh, Game of Thrones. He didn't and do. He really does. He yeah. does indeed. So from now on, he's going to be reek, and I'm going to wave a sausage at him. If you've seen Game of Thrones, you'll get the reference. If not, don't worry. I haven't, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, yes, there's a character called Fionn Greyjoy who gets tortured, renamed to Reek, and his penis chopped off. But yes, mm. that's who Sam Gregwell reminds Nigel McGuinness of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was right out there with his uh, comparisons this week, wasn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Boy, that seems right out there with his chopped off penis. <laughs> <laughs> Grabwell elbowed Coffee's nose um, at the beginning, and it looks like that might have been um, a bit of a, a, a mistime, hard hitting knock. It looked yeah. vicious. Yeah, Coffee seemed to have slapped him a little bit for that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. There was a bit of a receipt. <laughs> yeah, just a tad. And Grabwell also looked like he did the rock bottom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe Coffey ended up with a split eyebrow. Um, got some hard way blood. Yeah, I missed that. I didn't see how that came about. I just saw all of a sudden he's got blood and I thought, fair play. I assume it got probably on the brace. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, Coffey kept shouting out, out nobody cared. Nobody cares. Yep, you're right, Joe Coffey. We really, really don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. I care. I care about Sam Grubwell. I think Sam Grubwell is the best interview in NXT UK at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I am happy. <laughs> he, he, he has won me over. When he first came on, I was like, the fuck is this? And now I'm like, go on, Grubwell. Tell <laughs> me about your yogurt. <laughs> I know it was meant to be a squash match focusing on um, Joe Coffey. Grandpa still came out of it looking good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Like, yeah. I just want him to get a push. He deserves a push. I mean, if um, someone else we're talking about later on in a match, uh, Jungle Jesus, he he's getting a push. I think Gradwell deserves one. So I think they'd have a good match. They would. It would, they yeah. Would. That'd be an interesting one. Mm. So, let's skip our yogurt now. Jordan Devlin backstage with Sid Scala, and along come Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams and say, we want a shot at your Cruiserweight title. Well, Kenny challenged first, but was like, what was it? Um, Devlin said, oh, you can't because you're injured. So then uh, Amir jumped in, didn't he? But- yep. Kenny was giving him side eye. He's he not was, happy. He was giving him the, uh, what are you doing? I'm the singles competitor of two of us. I'm jealous. Yeah. The split is on the horizon, I think. 
Yes. I think it'll be two single matches, then a triple threat, and it'll be at the triple threat where it all just capitulates when neither of them win the title. Now, Ooh, that's, that's a listen. long word for this time of day. Yeah. <laughs> are we are we going to say then that uh, Devlin's going to retain? Or do you think they should start passing the cruiserweight belt around on the UK roster? They have two cruiserweight titles. Devlin's got to retain because they've been treated as a jobber team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know this. I'm I'm not... No, no, no. Well, even if a special, uh, you know, job enhancer talents have obviously gone on one titles. I was was meaning not not the next match against those two. There's definitely no chance they're going to win. But, I mean, down the line, that they could start having a... That could be a second title on UK. Or it's going to end up being a unification match, isn't it? It'll be a unification match. Yeah. It will be at the next World Takeover. Worlds Collide, yeah. Yeah, Worlds Collide. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think... I just need to add because we've um, been talking about him for a little bit and we haven't said that he's a complete knob. So, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Next Drag up. The knob. Yes. Um, my notes say here recap of title match. Ow, ow, <laughs> ow. <laughs> my notes say Dragonov promo, it looks even worse in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, they're also milking this cow, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's dead at the moment. I think. Um... <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, I think they didn't. They even actually have uh, Drew, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels sitting down watching it and talking about it recently on something. Did they? What? Oh, I missed that. I don't know what it was, but I'm sure oh, I saw something that. But, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I they're hit, milking this match. <laughs> I did hear Jim Cornette's review on it though. Um, I don't know if you heard that. It was I actually did. quite interesting. Jim Cornette again, bit of a knob. Um, <laughs> his comments were, "This is how wrestling could have evolved," and I think he's right. And yeah. seeing Ooh. as this is what wrestling is at the moment, I would also say this is how wrestling's <laughs> evolved. But that's just Ooh. me. Yes, we just need to get it on the main roster. Mm. Yeah, we just need more <laughs> of it. <laughs> Alexander yeah. being interviewed. <laughs> oh, with the Gallus Shut boys. up! <laughs> <laughs> he needed Eddie Dennis there, didn't he? Yeah. Shush. <laughs> he was a, that was a good shut up, though. It was the proper, I'm pissed off. Shut up over the shoulder. Yeah. To a load of drunk football fans. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, I don't think Wolf looked good in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought they were building up for Wolf versus um, Gradwell. So now we've got Wolf, Gradwell, and Joe Coffey. So I threat. can see a, a triple threat match coming. Yeah. I also, if 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 Wolf and Coffey are going to start squaring off, does that mean? the other Imperium lads are coming back. Because Fabian Eichner and Bartel are over um, 
in the States, aren't they? So Yeah, I don't think they've been on the States edition either recently. No, I don't no, well, they well, they lost the titles, didn't they, to Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. Danny Birch. So, yeah, they could be coming back. You know, to I'll be happy well, to see not them. Hmm? I'll be happy to see them back. I would be as well because I, I don't like them being split up. I want to see all four of them stood there, looking imposing. What else? Pretty deadly. They seem to be cosplaying as Siegfried and Roy. They, they just needed the tiger to come out with them. Yeah, and Ashton Smith and Oliver he, Clark. He, even I've gone to the point where I'm just like, and they need to change those goddamn frilly shirts and trousers. And oh, it's just, I still like them as a team, as wrestlers. Oh, no. But the whole package is really now it is starting to grate me in those trousers you can see the whole package i thought we were watching the vampire diaries this week just you it's like we were talking about 80 80s films earlier you know with the the really old 50s films with the billowing shirts in the wind that's what these people are yeah (laughs) Yeah, Slipping they're... Carter. They have new clothes by um, something called Mum. And new music by an ice cream van. <laughs> yes. They, I like those two now. I, I, they're looking oh, like a team. They've got some good double team moves. Yeah. They need a good push. The, the fact they lost, I was pissed off. I didn't like that at all. Especially to the Carter Especially to the pretty Carter. boys. Yeah, yeah, I could see Smith and Carter going a lot further than pretty deadly. Yeah, yeah they should pretty do. Pretty deadly are meh. Do you know what they need? They need a manager. They need Eddie Dennis. Smith and Carter. Uh, Smith and Carter. Oh, Smith and Car- oh, well, then they need Rampage Brown. Hmm. They need Rampage Brown. Need Not Rampage a manager, Brown. a corner man. A corner man, yeah. yeah. Because I did like that. Um, again, Ashton Smith in the corner was giving proper direction all the way through. Um, and yeah, it was... It Very was loud good. again as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Almost as loud as his trunks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which they stole uh, from the New Day. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was um, the fantastic commentary again of Nigel McGuinness saying that... Um, when um, they were talking about the new outfits and the fact that um, the clothes were made by his mum, it's obviously ran out of material by the time they got round to doing them. Smith. Yeah, yeah, that was a funny line. Oh, it was in this match as well with more observations, wasn't it, of who looks like the who. He goes, oh, and here comes um, one of the pretty deadly, and he looks like Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and he's named the, the, what was his name, Will. I can't remember yeah. His. And then the blonde one come in and he goes, and now it's Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Shepard turns Not Simon Shepard. Uh, the other commentator turns around and says, got a bit of an Orlando Bloom feel. Yeah. You know, massive fan. I can Simon imagine Shepard. Nigel McGuinness loves the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, interview section with the Welsh boys. Oh yes, uh, with the most uh, least threatening person, 
ever. Oh, that that was ridiculous. It, it again reiterated, they can't act. No. <laughs> Every time they get put in front of the camera when they're not wrestling, it's just like, go, go away, please. <laughs> Eddie, yeah, <smart>. Eddie. <laughs> no, you just... Just not threatening him whatsoever. I mean, Flash has got a little bit of bass to his voice at least, but Mark Andrews just... They're, they're going to be destroyed by the uh, the Hunt, who I'm calling the Masters of the Universe because their new clothing makes them look like characters from He-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they're I... sort of, you know, a scale model. <laughs> yes, they're small, but they're powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I like the hunt. I've really got into the hunt. I think they're they're pretty cool. We said that, uh, yeah, it was a drastic improvement. Although there's yeah. an advert like that in Ann Summers. Um, <laughs> Rampage video. Yeah, just got to keep his promo short. Keep him simple. Keep him Goldberg level. Who's next? I'm gonna... Rampage is coming. Yeah, the Rampage is coming. That's it. Levi Muir. Get jobbed out again. Uh, yeah. Battered by Jordan Devlin, he gets battered by Tarzan Jesus. Yeah. British Berserker. That's it. That's a, I've put Levi Muir versus Jungle Jesus, the British Berserker. What's his actual name? Saxon, Saxon. Huxley. That's it. Um, yeah. They also pointed out that Levi's uh, made friends with Jack Stars. <laughs> because of all the people that you would want coming out to <laughs> yeah. help you. <laughs> He's done well recently, hasn't he? <laughs> um, so, I did like Saxon, Hux- Saxon Huxley's repeated drop elbows. I really liked that. Yeah, yeah, I remember them sequence. Yeah, yeah. Levi Muir, um, great body, no eyebrows. I kept every time he, he, he sort of face turns to me, he's like, where's his eyebrows? <laughs> Maybe he fell asleep when he was on a plane with X-Pac. I thought there was something strange about his eyes. Mm. I couldn't make out what it was. I'm going to have to watch this again. What did he say before he got into the ring as well? Was it best hammies in the game? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He needs some work, I think. (laughs) There's something there. He's extremely athletic. He's got a great build. A decent look about him. Uh, yeah, there's something to be done. He's Not clay. To be done. He is clay to be moulded. Uh, yeah, exactly. And somebody needs to give Trent Seven a thesaurus. <laughs> or at least a dictionary. Because he was going well, on about something so new, something so fresh. The Heritage Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it is. I t- I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I will. I will. This cup has been so good. It's been the whole tournament. I've loved it. Apart from the look of it, it looks like Harry Potter cup. Yes, <laughs> but I'm so invested in this tournament. Mm. It, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm actually looking forward to. Hopefully, they have another one. You know, and I hope so too. You know, this cup then 
gets a bit of a legacy. Tournament. Yeah, if it's, if it's not going to be something to defend, a yearly tournament would be just as good. Yeah, I think a yearly tournament, yeah. You don't defend it, you just win it and then you come back the next year if you want to try and re-win it. But that's, I think, a yearly tournament and, and give it some prestige, you know, yeah. uh, make it like the FA Cup of wrestling. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Except obviously the FA Cup doesn't have any prestige because it's football, which is a game for people too weak to play rugby. (laughs) (laughs) But there was no weakness shown in the next match, was there? There was no weakness shown whatsoever. So we said about how, you know, we'll just talk about that match again. Dragunov versus Walter was so violent but without weapons <laughs> this was so violent with weapons I, I, mean, I kept a list of what weapons were used the uh, <laughs> corner table that oh, where the, she whacked her knee. Ah. the knee that was just unreal mm-hmm. and will they I learn to that. stop throwing the bell it is dangerous it bounces. Yeah, because yeah, it bounced back, didn't it? And mm-hmm. it hit her. Trucked her in the back um, of the head. Luckily, no damage was done, but, well, hopefully. I wanted to know what the the, uh, the commentators were going to call the um, the dustbin. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was sitting there, name it, what is it? And they didn't name it once. I was like, are you going to say dustbin? Or are you going to say garbage can? I haven't and I would have been pissed that. off if they said garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that quite a lot. It, it's, it actually distracted me from the match. And <laughs> silly things like that do. But yeah, I was just like, what are you going to call it? <laughs> Better be dustbin. But yeah. Great match. Oh, though, and for, uh, just as you say, the list of violent weaponry. In fact, Daniel, why don't you tell us? <laughs> Oh, I would love to. Okay, so what we had was a chair, several chairs, um, the barricade, obviously, um, the bell, the rope adjuster, the trash can, the lead pipe, the hits that Kaylee Ray took yeah. on the knee with that pipe. Oh, oh. Um, a chain, a kendo stick a stop sign, a framed poster, and a guitar. The, the framed poster. Classic bit. Kaylee Ray just got framed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like... I think they missed a good trick with the framed poster. What? I think it should have had a picture of the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, <laughs> cool back. Yeah, there's some deep cuts there. <laughs> Yes, but a great good. show, a great match. Sorry, it was a fantastic, fantastic match. Um, so we had um, one of the nastiest looking things wasn't actually a weapon shot, it was when Piper Niven dived through the bottom and middle rope onto Kaylee Ray. Actually. Oh, the suicide crossbody splash, yeah. Oh. yeah, that looked. I'd rather have taken one of the kendo shots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And also, um, at one point, Kaylee Ray had got the um, chain around um, Piper's eyes and mouth, 
was headbutting her on the back of the head, um, which I liked as well. And then she just stood up and threw herself backwards and crushed Kaylee Ray between her and the trash can. Yeah. Um, oh, Kaylee Ray got battered. It was hard to work this time. She was lucky to. Yeah. She was lucky to survive, I think. Yeah. She went for a slice bread on the floor by going onto the ring apron and then got caught with a fisherman buster. Again. And then Ginny came out. Yes, she did. Act Piper Niven. And when they were in the backstage area, it all led up to Piper and KLR on top of a very tall. Um, NXT UK box conveniently next to a well, it was about five foot. Yeah, because like, Mate, I don't like Amber's... to put hitting the floor. I wouldn't want to go off a five foot box. <laughs> okay, it, 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 I, the cameraman was sitting on the floor because you saw the his cameraman feet. fell on his ass. <laughs> it was a sort of like a close up view of his groin, um, <laughs> and they then were on top of this box and Ginny crept up behind, smacked Piper with a chair. Off they went through a very conveniently placed table. Yes. And KLR fell on top of Piper. One fantastic match. Three. Absolutely brilliant match. I'll be very excited to see where it goes from here. And I look forward to seeing Ginny get the living Jesus kicked out of her by Piper. Yes. Bye, Piper Niven. Eva, yeah, I'll enjoy that one. <laughs> so that so, was you of the NXT UK. How many lumps, my friends? Uh, do you want to go match by match quickly? Yeah. Yep. Match one uh, was just because Gradwell, two and a half. I'm the same with that one, two and a half. I'm going to give three. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's unusual for me to give more than you two. Yeah. Uh, Siegfried and Roy versus Smith and Carter in their ice cream van. Mm, I four. Oh, I'm going four. I enjoyed this match. I thought it was a good quality tag match. And um, Carter and Smith had some fantastic double team moves. So, yeah, four lumps for me. I am going to follow the greater Tarku and say three. Three. Levi Muir getting destroyed by Tarzan Jesus. Two and a half for a squatch. Squatch match two. Yeah. Niven versus KLR. Four and a half. Four and a half. I can't think of how they could have made a weapons match like this on a TV, not a pay-per-view, any better. I'm giving it five. See, I was I was torn. It's for the only time we've given a five was for that match, and it was it did it wasn't that you know you, but it was good. That's why it's it's four and a half for me. It just it wasn't. Just it wasn't right. that no. It was different, and everyone's entitled to their own opinions. Yeah. Um, we know this. Yep. Andy enjoys his his pub car park fights. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this. I love the characters. I love how I can watch yeah. KLR and Piper batter each other for 10 years and still enjoy every time I see it. Mm. Awesome. 
great no, it wrestling. Was good. It was good, mm-hmm. definitely. To I'm be fair, it was a good bit. show this week. It was, because that's what we're going to ask next, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Go on. Oh, three, yeah. no, yeah, three seven five, three point seven five. God, you're getting Meltzer on this, aren't you? <laughs> three and nine thirds. Now I'll go for. Uh, I'll probably go three and a half. Yeah. No four. It was a good match. No, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Four. I'm going four because you had Sam Grabwell. Yep. And you had that match. <laughs> and uh, the yogurts. Uh, normally we would do a Brits Abroad segment, but we are running far over scheduled time, so we will try to catch you up as much as we can next week, uh, but we will see what we can do for you. In the meantime, uh, my name is Andrew Moore. You can follow me at GBAtaku82. Uh, you can also follow my Japanese media company, Kuru Media UK. You can also read Andy's fantastic wrestling reviews and articles at bodyslam.net. And I'm not just saying this because I record a podcast with him. They are very good articles and generally very well thought through. Stephen, where where, where can we find you? At the moment on the sofa. Um, Mm. uh, You can find me on Facebook in my group, uh, my Big Fat Geek Life. And on the Twitter, I'm at whatever man. And you could also find me on the Big Fat Geek Week podcast with yourself and Andy, both of you two. Uh, you can also Andy. now find us on at T and Tights Pod. You can on Twitter. Um, you can find me at Garden City Dan on Twitter. Um, Andy actually has a name that is used all the time on our geek one which would work really well as a wrestling name. What, Duckman? Duckman. I can see him coming <laughs> out with a Rey Mysterio duck mask. Damn right, yes. Lucha duck. That is de- you would definitely be a top star in Impact. <laughs> <laughs> Build him up, put him back down. <laughs> Damn you. And on that note, we have been free grown men drinking tea, talking about men and women in tights. We hope you had a good day, and we hope you have a good night. We'll see you next week. Good night. Bye-bye.